Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. Hey, Holly. What's up, girl? How are you? I'm good. What's new in your world? What have you been up to? Uh, Picking up from the storms that we had. I I don't know when exactly this will come out, but in Vermont, we had some major flooding and storms. And so um, we've been doing some like picking up twigs and and by we, I mean me and my dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's right. So... Because and if you're listening, Holly is lives in Vermont, and so was everything okay? Like your home was fine. Yeah, I I did one of my windows leaks in torrential rain, and there's like a mechanism that I still don't fully know what it does, but it says lubricate and crank this twice a year, and that thing <laughs> leaks in the torrential rain as well. So I now have some like seems to seal um but other than that the i mean so for listeners i bought a 2014 uh 300 square foot rv that i turned into a tiny home and i've been dealing with the learning curve of like this isn't exactly the same as regular housing and um so i have you know, I have to be constantly aware of water and wind and things like that. But even my awning, which is, you know, almost 10 years old, is sustained, was good to go. And I was a little bit afraid it was going to rip. I was so worried for you. And I, I hadn't talked to you in a day. And I have no sense of geography, which is just a problem I've always had. So I didn't really understand where in Vermont you were. And I was so worried about you for a whole 24 hours because I hadn't heard from you. And finally, we're like, I'm actually okay. And my home is okay. Um, I feel like we should like, I want you to share some pictures or something with everyone oh, yeah. of your awesome like bedroom because I love that's my favorite. Her bedroom is black, mm. oh. which is actually awesome. I'm so into the dark, deep colors right now. Oh, and it's so cozy. And it, I personally like a small sleeping space. I've, you do. Yes. I've, I house that, I've house that, I used to house it like semi professionally. Um, and so I've slept in a lot of different bedrooms. And the one that I don't like the most was the one that on paper I would have loved. It was this huge open room with tons of windows. It had a his and hers bathroom. They each had clawfoot tubs. Um, It had a fireplace in the bedroom. They had a coffee bar. But there was so much open space. There was more open space in their bedroom than there is in my entire house. And it made me feel so small when I was sleeping. Like, there's so, it also had lofted ceilings. And it was like, there's so much space for their, like, not obviously not monsters, but like, you know, like, there's just like, there's, there's too much unknown in this space for me to fully be able to relax. And in my house, it's like a little bit bigger than my bed and a dresser. And there's a built in closet, but like, that doesn't feel like part of the room. And so when I get into bed, it's just like me and my cat and my dogs in his crate and and no monsters. Beautiful black space and like yeah, it's just it feels safe 
honestly, I would probably sleep in a coffin if that were like, like I love a small, <laughs> I love a small space. If I wasn't afraid I was going to get locked in, I probably would. I feel like if listeners are listening to this they don't know you yet but i don't want anyone to be freaked out by that that's actually a very holly thing to say (laughs) come along for the journey (laughs) yeah oh guys i can't wait for you to get to know me (laughs) all my freak flags and my will to be weird what's new with you girl well um this will actually lead right into our topic so i or, you know, our general conversation for today. I, again, for anyone listening that those of you who don't know me, my background is fitness. And for a number of years, I owned my own fitness studios and have recently been in a massive transition of my life and kind of mostly a stay-at-home mom at this point. Um, so, but my passion is fitness. I love it. I've I've always been connected to it. So when I get a chance to take classes, that's what I do. I love it. So I more recently found myself in a yoga class. Um, and it was really interesting because I, <laughs> th- this is what we do here. We just like come clean on mm-hmm. the things that that we're thinking that we might feel a little weird about. So I found myself doing a number of things, being one, very judgmental of the instructor that was leading the class. Although now when I'm reflecting on it too, I'm like, this was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. And the instructor was very qualified. She was very, very, very good. Um, But it kind of dawned on me, like maybe halfway through the class that I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, I'm having like icky feelings, like just like icky feelings about the way I feel toward Mm. this scenario, this situation. And so welcome to the tapestry of my brain and where it goes. So I'm like, all right, I want to kind of like figure this out a little bit. I'm going to explore this a little bit. So I started asking myself, like, what exactly is this feeling? Like, why am I feeling? It's it's coming. It feels like judgment. And what I really came and landed on was that I was experiencing jealousy. And I'm like, wow, this is so whoa, this is so interesting to be in my brain right now. What I I didn't really recognize why I was feeling this way. And so for anyone that follows uh, Brene Brown's work, I love her so much. She's amazing. Um, and not to totally regurgitate her her work and her thoughts, but one of the things that she talks about, and she has so many different research research projects and writings that she's done, and 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 speaking engagements that you can listen to. But she talks a lot about how jealousy is usually connected directly to fear and where that fear comes from, and it just kind of dawned on me that I'm like really feeling afraid and insecure that like I'm no longer relevant or good enough, right? And so when you think about where that comes from, I don't feel like it just shows up one day. I don't think it's like you just wake up. I think it's like it happens over time with how we live our daily life. So 
that sent me down this thought process of like, what in my life am I contributing to, you know, weekly, daily, moment to moment that is helping me, that's contributing to that. But on the flip side, like, are there some things that I'm doing that are like self-sabotaging behaviors? And like, what things can I do to create positive, more positive transformation in my life? Because those emotions don't just show up from nowhere. They are built into the unique fabric of our daily life. I really think it's how we how we show up and then it translates into a moment like that. Well, and our emotions are we have them because they are signals. There we often misinterpret the signals or we don't interpret them and we shut the feeling down or or we just we write a story about it. But we that's a, you did exactly what emotions and feelings are designed to do to give you like to put up a little flag and say hey there's something here that about us me mm-hmm. mind body mm-hmm. spirit that there's something here and i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to tell you at all what it is because sometimes it comes out as anger and you're not really angry sometimes it comes out as I guess we could really, you know, you could really get into the like anger is on the other side of fear and jealousy is on the other side of vulnerability or whatever the, you know, I'm not saying the the exact ones right now, but but you just touched on something huge and that's why we need to recognize what it is, like when we're having an emotion because most of the time it's a little flag, like a little whisper from our bodies and our beings telling us there's something here about us that isn't jiving with our greater good or our greater goals or what we really want. And this person, it's not them at all, but this person is a tool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm thinking of, um, you know, like those, I, I grew up on video, uh, movies and TV. And I feel like in the 80s and 90s, Every like a businessman had a pretend golf set in his office. And like <laughs> when the ball goes into the cup, the little flag goes up. So the instructor was the ball that went into your cup and made your flag go up. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful is that that you were able to break it down and see, oh, this isn't about her. This no. is about maintenance for me. This is about what I where I need to focus or where I want to focus, maybe not even a need, but I think that's really cool that you were able to process through all of that. And then I mean, did you end up having a good class or were you still- Yeah. So the interesting part about all of that is I it when it was over, I w- I really honestly felt like I was able to fully detach from that moment that I had of, you know, feeling jealous and having my own fears and my own ego stuff. And just looking at it like exactly like you just said, what a what a teaching moment for me because it it was something that I could have like a deeper understanding of where that was coming from. And it takes away 
what it does is it holds it creates personal accountability. So it's no longer, you know, about someone else and someone else's fault. Like, oh, this isn't a good class because that instructor didn't do this move and she talked too much or whatever the thing was that I was thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. It was such bullshit because it was me being so in a place of complete fear. It's real. It was about something so much deeper. So, yeah, I. I, And it's like you could have just replaced she didn't do this. She didn't do this move. She's not say- she's talking too much and not doing enough. You could have just replaced your own. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing like those are the criticisms. Most likely those are like the, the criticisms that deep down you were feeling were contributing to your perceived potential uh, irrelevance. Yeah, I I feel like it brought up such emotion for me that I'm I mean I guess this is like the work that we do it's like I I, I sound really excited don't I I'm like I'm so glad I get to you know really explore this in myself now but I mean it because it's like I know that there's so much more work here on the other side of it and I now I'm in this place where I'm like okay at this stage of my life like how do I want to show up in the world and present myself because if you backtrack the thought of you know again we're we're talking about a yoga class that I took but it's not it's so much more than that it is a feeling of of jealousy or emotion that came up that was directly related to a fear that I'm having about feeling not relevant anymore not important who am i what's my identity what process am i going through because at this stage i feel like I'm coming out of a place that almost like no longer represents who I am. It's a part of who I am, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, up until now, I've shown up in the world in a way that has been primarily polished and, and I don't want to say perfect. Like, you know, what we put out there is everything about our lives is our brand. Yeah. It's controlled. Like, you know, if whether you have a business or not, the way you show up in public is your brand. Like mm-hmm. anyone in branding would agree with that, right? So it is the way that we present ourselves. And I feel like I'm entering this new era of being a little more messy and a little more vulnerable. And I'm not going to, I don't know, like it's the it's the part of me that has always got the accolades for doing the 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 beautiful polished thing or the thing before like I'm in a place where I'm like if I show up here now like this and I show them like I have human emotions I am I can be jealous I can be angry I can say things that are not nice but like this is the state of my mind and this is the work that I'm putting out there how is it going to be received am I still going to get the accolades and when you're putting yourself out there like that, whatever your work is, whatever your public facing role is, I don't care who you are. It's devastating not to be received. It's it's just a devastating blow. But I also think that that's part of the medicine in this is that you have to continue to go forward with whatever like your truism is for yourself. And I don't mean that like, I'm going to just do me and fuck everybody else. I mean it like, no, if I don't actually show up as I am, then I'm not 
there's nothing authentic or true about that for me to present or learn for myself and teach others. Absolutely. And like our Lord and Savior, Brene Brown says, vulnerability is, that is where connection is made. And that's that's why I why I had this brainchild of this this podcast, because for one, if we don't share these things, like these things that seem menial, like you had jealousy in a yoga class, but it's not that you had jealousy in a yoga class. It's that you had insecurity and fear and that you're able to recognize it and then you're able to make positive change in your life instead of I'm having achy feelings and I'm not ever going back to this bitches class again Ugh. like or being <laughs> yes. defensive like we need to we need as humans we need to be able to share our experience and especially for I don't know if everybody does this of taking it through the next steps of oh I had this flag went up right oh, okay well what what was the ball that went into the cup what cup did I receive this through and so I think it's super important to talk about these things and share our experience, one, because it helps other people feel less alone. And just like you're saying that it's, you know, in your words, devastating to not be received, it's that this is what helps that, is sharing our deeply human experience across the board. Mm-hmm. And it's not like when you were saying, you know, when you put yourself out there and, and at first I was like, hmm, I don't really care. Like I don't, I luckily recently, and I'll come back to this, but I recently noticed that I don't really care what the reception is as long as I am moving from a place of thoughtful, mindful authenticity where I have looked at my emotions, my role, um, if I've considered if what I am putting out there is thoughtful, helpful, um, you know, how have you ever seen that thing in classrooms of like, think before you speak? Yes. Like, that's a filter through which I, not in an overthinking way, but just in a being present and mindful and recognizing that. Where can I get that filter? <laughs> Uh, well, I got it by being a science teacher and having to teach it to troubled youth girls because um, <laughs> I had to say it to them a lot. <laughs> um, practice. That's how you get it. But it, it's like, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll get to talking about breakups and difficult conversations and and things like that over the course of the podcast. And I've said to you before off air that when I am secure in what it is that I'm presenting, whether it's hard feelings or detachment or a request, I'm not actually invested in the the reception because I'm like a closed system now of like, mm-hmm. I needed to express this thing. Well, wait, did I need to express this thing? Does this involve other people? You know, is this my ego? Is this blah, 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 like going through the checklist, feeling like, oh, this is my truest self. I'm okay with putting it out there. And there's nothing more I can do. No one could ask anything else of me because this was my truest self. And there's something so freaking freeing 
about that of like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely not perfect. And there's, did I put makeup on this morning? I sure did. You know, like I didn't show up with my bed head like we usually do when we record. So I still have things like wanting to be accepted. But when it comes to the real stuff, it's so, I don't know that I have the words for it more than a feeling of security and trust and knowing that like, well, that's, I think that's a huge part of it because even, you know, this like more logical piece that you can separate from the emotion. I think that like what you're saying is there's a sense of security that is the knowing that's like, okay, if I'm rejected or if what I said didn't land, you know, I know that it came from compassion and it came from a place of just not, not trying to push my thoughts or opinions, but like, Hey everyone, this is a perspective that I'm having and I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to put it on you and I'm not going to even be angry with you if you don't receive it. I just am just letting you know. It's just more it's more like information. And I think regardless of how it's met, if it's received, that's awesome. There, There's there's huge advantage to that. But if it's not received, I also feel like and this is the fine tuning process and the logical process that it, it does sort of like fine tune us like yes. it, it. it's a reminder that even if you're met with rejection or like, you know, a sense of disappointment or whatever, that it might feel like the death of a dream, but it's also something that redirects us. Like it's, it's just like a reminder that if something is a no, that, that something else is a yes. Right. And I think an important thing that I sort of, I don't even know if I alluded to, but the most important thing is that you're still going to have all the emotions. Like, yeah. I'm still going to be heartbroken when the situationship ends because my my truth wasn't received. But, and this goes exactly back to what you did in your yoga class, is re- realizing and recognizing that your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, those are your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And processing them is your responsibility. Moving you could stay in jealousy. You could it could develop into something else if it's not tamed, like a garden. You know, you plant a bunch of stuff in a garden, and not just those things grow, but weeds grow. And if you don't tend to it, it mm-hmm. could become some. It could become a jungle. But I think we get into a lot of trouble when we forget that our feelings are happening from our perception into our body and through our mind and it's directing our spirit. And yes, that's because we interacted with someone else, but that someone is doing all their own, should be doing all their own stuff too. It's like we're these closed systems that get to join together. We're each our own atom and we each have a nucleus. We each have I can't stop with the metaphors, guys. I'm so sorry. But like we each are our own atom. We each have a nucleus. We each have electrons and protons and neutrons. And so we've each we've got a system going on in ourselves. Everybody else does too. And what's really cool is that when my atom comes together with your atom, we make something 
else. We make a compound and we can work together and we can affect each other. But if something you do gives me a feeling of jealousy, that's my feeling of jealousy. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with you. And I cannot ask you or expect you to change, to downplay yourself, to anything because I'm having a feeling. It's for me to look inside, get introspective and say, whoa, okay, I am so jealous of Ando. Where is that? What is that? But it's not to say, Ando, what you're doing is making me jealous. Mm -hmm. Because you are entitled to your own atom system. Right. It's almost irrelevant. Exactly. And when you work in, when you're in a partnership, when you're in a relationship, when you're in a friendship, yes, of course, our atoms bump into each other. And if we're being thoughtless, we're being careless, or just not as mindful as we possibly can, our thoughts and words and actions do affect other people. And not everybody has the same tools. And so we got to work with each other and, you know, share our truth. But if we're sharing our truth from that place of, I've done some processing. I know what's mine and I know what's mine and I know that something that you're doing feels bad to me. And so if we want to keep doing this, let's come together and figure out how we can both be happy and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Then I then that's I think that's where like the magic is made or maybe just healthy conversations and relationships they're so hard to find though i mean in my life uh, there's you know very few examples of this like actually playing out in the way that Mm -hmm. i'm describing but once i have experienced it a little bit and worked you know through therapy and through my buddhist practice and my yoga practice and all of the ways that i try to do my maintenance on myself to make sure I don't get icky feelings. I can't not continue to try to operate this way. And like, I can't force anybody else to do it, but I can Mm -hmm. actively decide, ooh, I recognize in this moment that this other person is trying to put their, some of their things on me. And that's not actually mine. And as a recovering people pleaser, it's, it's really it's hard to recognize because what you've accepted for so long all all of a sudden like you oh well, you mean I still don't even recognize it all the time but it's really important when I do to like I don't even have to say whoa that's yours don't put that on me it's to, like it's to be in my own system and check on my own atom make sure that I haven't ionized you know like I don't yeah. have I'm not a negative ion I'm not a positive ion I'm still just my original atom. I was still just my original Adam. Yeah. How can you almost embody the things that you want to throw away too? Because they're like, they're parts of the system that help to uncover. It's the red flag. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just have the feeling or the emotion and be like, I don't want to deal with that. I mm-hmm. mean, you can, you can, right. but then it will continue to like pattern, like pattern over time. And you you can just keep ignoring it, but the red flag is just going to keep coming up. So you almost have to meet it with like 
like a friend, you know? Exactly. Hi, hey there. L- like, what are oh, you? Someone just joined the chat. Like, <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, like, when when those flags do pop up, you could almost, when you're doing this work and you're being mindful, you can almost be like, oh, okay, well, here we go. This is exciting because I'm going to learn something. I'm going to be able to adjust something that this is just information. Mm-hmm. Our negative emotions are just emotions. They're all equally important. They are all information guiding us, leading us, showing us what is for us, what is not for us, what is harder than it needs to be, what doesn't align with our beliefs or our ethics. And so instead of being like, I'm jealous, ah, that's a negative emotion. I'm a yogi. I'm not supposed to have jealousy. No, that's actually just aversion and that that's all kinds of other baggage and nonsense. You can't fix, you can't find the root of why you get jealous. I mean, the fear and to the- fulfill yourself. And it all comes back to when your needs are met, you don't go after anyone else. You don't get mad at anyone who comes after you because you know that you your needs are met. You know how to meet your needs. And the needs that you can't meet, you know how to ask for. But you can't you you can't operate from that place if you have you're not in touch at all with what your needs are, what your emotions are trying to tell you, that you are being guided towards what feels right, what doesn't feel right. If you deflect and get defensive and and just refuse. Well, because never... the fear, yeah, the fear makes you do crazy things. It will it will let your brain be like, I'm jealous and I don't know why. And this is because, oh my God, and maybe tomorrow I should go get like 10 more yoga certifications so I have more yoga certifications mm-hmm. than anyone else or whatever the thing is, right? Like, but that's the question that I feel like you got to ask yourself. How can I, again, to bring it back, reassess the daily rituals that help me hold myself accountable, meet my needs? What are those things? I think that they're going to be different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, aside from the like, I forget the guy's name, but I'm sure you'll you'll talk about this a lot in your master's program of like the the hierarchy of needs. It's like somebody's hierarchy of needs. And like, yeah, we all need shelter. We all need food. There's things that we all need, but we all need to get them in different ways and and we all have different experiences with them. But learning what your needs are, learning what your little signals are to be like, this isn't, this isn't, this is detracting from my needs or this is leading me in a direction that makes me act in a way that I don't actually like. Learning about what those things are. It's just, it's redirect, redirect. Re- like exactly. I, I keep thinking of, I don't know what the game is, but isn't there a game with a ball and it's like, bing, bing, bing. Like, pin, to- like pinball? Like a like the arcade game pinball? I don't that, like, know. It like has the just, little flappers. Yeah, it's got flappers. And the yeah. ball is like, no, go over there. <laughs> bing, bing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinball. Awesome game. So much fun. All right. Well, I've never actually played it, but I just <gasps> knew what it was. There are two relatively close to me. Pinball like bars, like grown-up pinball words. I, I love pinball. But I wanted to read this to you. It's from um, Pema Chodron's book. And one of my teachers sent this to me when I was in, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I made a little graphic of it and saved it because it, it really helped me. So I hope it helps others. So once there was a young warrior 
Her teacher told her that she had to do battle with fear. She didn't want to do that. It seemed too aggressive. It was scary. It seemed unfriendly. But the teacher said she had to do it and gave her the instructions for the battle. The day arrived. The student warrior stood on one side and fear stood on the other. The warrior was feeling very small and fear was looking big and wrathful. They both had their weapons. The young warrior roused herself and went toward fear, prostrating three times and asked, may I have permission to go to battle with you? Fear said, thank you for showing me so much respect that you asked permission. Then the young warrior said, how can I defeat you? Fear replied, my weapons are that I talk fast and I get very close to your face. Then you get completely unnerved and you do whatever I say. If you don't do what I tell you, I have no power. You can listen to me and you can be convinced by me. But if you don't do what I say, I have no power. In that way, the student warrior learned how to defeat fear. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I, My weapons are that I talk fast and I get very close to your face. Then you get completely unnerved and you do whatever I say. If you don't do what I tell you, I have no power. You can listen to me and you can have respect for me. You can even be convinced by me. But if you don't do what I say, I have no power. I think that's the perfect place to end today. I agree. All right, everyone. I think that's a good place to wrap this day up here. All right. Until next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. Come Clean Pod is produced by Ando Hawthorne and Holly B. All ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation. We're always learning and we'll continue to do our best. Take what you need. Don't worry about the rest. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us together on Instagram at ComeCleanPod, Ando at yours truly Ando, Holly is at HB Lionheart, or email us to ComeCleanPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.